Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name's Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the often unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be sitting down with a fellow show host to talk all things podcasting. So if you're ready to discover what it really looks like to host a podcast and learn a few tips if you're looking to do the same, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 49 of Starting the Conversation. And also welcome to the penultimate episode of the first year of this podcast. The first ever episode of Starting the Conversation went out on the 9th of February, 2018. And if you're listening to this around the time that it's coming out, it's now the 4th of February, 2019. And for many reasons, this episode that I'm sharing with you today feels incredibly full circle for me. The first is that the guest that I've got on today, who has a podcast... Um, their podcast was the first ever podcast I ever listened to as in the podcast which made me download the podcast app actually understand what a podcast was and dip my toe in a world which would down the line become a huge part of my life and my business it's safe to say that the person who I'm sitting down with today really opened my eyes to the world of podcasting something that I'm very grateful for The second reason this feels very full circle is because she was the person that I messaged when I was setting up this podcast and I had no clue what I was doing. I think I sent a fairly desperate email like, hey, don't worry if you're too busy, but I'm setting up a podcast and I don't understand this, this, this. And she was so helpful and sent back a load of links and it's something that I'll be forever grateful for. And the third and probably biggest reason why this feels incredibly full circle is because today's guest, who is Kat Byrne, if you've not guessed by the title, um, was the first ever guest I had here on Starting the Conversation. If you listen to episode one, which I'm not going to encourage you to do because quite frankly, my voice is so high and so nervous and so weirdly Americanized that it's just the cringiest thing ever. Um, But Kat was a great first guest. I absolutely loved our conversation and she was just a real significant person for me when I started out this podcast so I thought well what better way to celebrate a year of this podcast to talk about podcasts with the person who showed me the world of podcasts I've said podcast a lot but I don't care because there's another there's not another word for it all right so today's guest is the wonderful Kat Byrne who is a creative designer a branding genius and the host behind the podcast The Creative Leap Her podcast is a must listen for anyone who's looking to make the transition into self-employment or becoming a freelancer because she sits down with people who have taken that leap and she uncovers what it's looked like for them to take the leap and how they've created a career from the hobbies that they love. In this episode, I went to Kat's lovely home in Manchester and we had a chat about all things podcasting. Now it's safe to say that both Kat and I, when we started, didn't really know what we were doing. We did a lot of Googling. We made it up as we went along. However, our podcasts are one of the best things that we've ever done in our businesses. And we both get a fair few messages from people wanting to do the same, just as Kat got from me when I started this podcast. So we thought we would sum it all up in one episode. We talked about how our podcast came to be, what the behind the scenes and the technical sides of our podcast look like, how our shows have served our businesses, and what we wish we knew when we started out 
Kat is just an amazing person and she shared some really good wisdom and insight in this episode. So whether you're looking to start a podcast or not, I know that you'll enjoy listening in on our chat. So without further ado, let's get on with the conversation. I figured today, because we're talking about podcasting and I'm assuming, hopefully, people that are listening to this know what my podcast is, Mm -hmm. hopefully, and if they don't, (laughs) they need to go read about it. Um, Could you give us a bit of an introduction to what your podcast is? Yeah, sure. So um, my podcast is The Creative Leap and it's basically me talking to other people in business about their stories from going from working full-time to setting up their business and then taking that full-time. So it's the the leap from one job to business, basically. Um, And I kind of focus on different industries that people work in. So I'll interview people who are photographers or coaches um, or just work in very different areas, Mm. which hopefully gives people an idea. So, for example, if you decide you want to be a photographer, you can listen to the episodes with photographers and get specific advice for those industries. Yeah, well, this episode to me feels so like full circle is the way I keep referencing it <laughs> because not only was your podcast the first ever, ever podcast I ever listened to, you like, you're the one that made me dip my toe in the podcasting world, but also you were the first ever guest I had on this podcast. I was indeed. And this episode's going out a week after the year anniversary of oh, starting the conversation. So you're like a year on, you're back on the podcast. Hopefully <laughs> my hosting skills are somewhat improved. <laughs> I thought they were great anyway. There's definitely more people listening to it. <laughs> but yeah, it's so nice to have you here and talk to someone who's kind of a fellow podcast host, but in the same sense, we have quite different approaches to podcasting and our podcasts are somewhat different. So to take us back to when you first started The Creative Leap, when was that and what was kind of the heart behind starting your podcast? Because I know at the time it wasn't as much of a quote-unquote saturated market as it maybe is now. Yeah, so... I'm trying to think, it would have been about a year and a half ago that I got the idea to do it, Mm. and then it did take quite a lot of planning, but it probably launched um, a couple of months after, so I think it was a year ago in October, just gone, that the first episode went out, but there was obviously like a lot of planning Mm -hmm. and stuff before that. Um, I don't don't know why, I think starting it, at the time I was working with a a creative coach who was very... um, she had her own podcast so it's Jen Carrington her podcast is amazing and she was like a big advocate for having a podcast and it being sort of supportive to your business Mm. and it got to the point where she said to me you know it would really help if you created some kind of content whether it's um audio or video and to me video was just like no thank you I'm all right for that um so yeah I thought yeah, I could do a podcast, mm. and at the time I was like, I hate my voice, I hate my accent, there's no way I have the skills to do this, etc, etc. Um, and also I was like scared of talking to people, like mm. I didn't think I'd be a very good interviewer. Yeah. Um, I'm just <laughs> listing all the negative things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of came around to the idea, and I came up with this idea, because at the time, like you say, there wasn't as many sort of businessy podcasts and the ones that were about were very much aimed at people who were already you know already had things yeah. set up and just needed a bit of advice and I thought there was kind of a gap for people who were completely starting out in a job like I was and trying to launch mm. their own thing um so that was the idea and I'm very much um get an idea and do it sort Me of person too. I think I was almost like I've had this idea it feels terrifying I don't know if I can do it 
but I'm going to say I'm doing it and then I'll have to figure it out after that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you have something in your head and you don't do it, it is just going to keep mm. sort of playing over in your head. So sometimes it's best to just give it a go and then if it fails, it fails. But yeah. luckily this was, you know, one that <laughs> went okay. Um so yeah, I remember, Jen always says it's funny that I had one call with her and she said, oh, maybe you should start a podcast. And then the next call, I had a podcast and that's I the way it. it went. She was like, oh, you, you've got a podcast now, great. Um, so yeah, I decided to do it um, face-to-face, kind of like, I, I did it backwards to how you're doing it. So I did okay. all my first season face-to-face yeah. and then switched to Skype after that. Um, but yeah, I just loved doing it and I think I just went straight in I thought this is an idea, it's something I really want to do, it's maybe something that can help my business, mm. um, came up with a name that stuck, yeah. made the graphics, got in touch with people and then went off and did it. Yeah, took it from there. I think that was really interesting because I probably was a slightly opposite way round, in, probably in a lot of ways, but particularly <laughs> in the sense that I think something I've always loved about your podcast is that the first episode feels as like on message and purposeful as the most recent episode Mm -hmm. and I think probably that was mostly down to you being really intentional about picking like a purpose and a theme that you were keen on whereas if people dare to go back and listen to my old episodes (laughs) I almost think because I ran into it because I knew like well if I stop I'm going to get scared and stop um it probably took me a good 15 to 20 episodes to really find my flow with it and find Mm -hmm the conversations that I wanted to have and the audience who it was for and the purpose that it was in. So we kind of went, I guess you were probably a bit more consideration, what's the word? You were a bit more considered in your approach yeah. and really figured <laughs> out like the purpose and the message and the theme and everything beforehand, whereas I kind of threw myself into it, learned as I went, which obviously are just different approaches. Neither is better. Some saves you a bit more time and effort on your end. Yeah, but I, I think it's just, it's also just lucky on my part that I, straight away found something that I enjoyed doing throughout Mm. I think if I'd have started doing that and then didn't really enjoy it at the time I I would have changed it you know it's not like I've I've been really stubborn and thought I'm I'm just going to stick to this now Um, I think there is sort of scope for moving it around a bit but I did really like the format that it came in Mm. and the first few episodes that I did really resonated with people um and I did kind of like a few really different industries. I'm trying to think of my first three now, but I had sort of like bloggers. Um, yeah. <laughs> was Polly early on? Polly. That's what, that was my first episode. Yes. So obviously Polly's like a designer, maker, like product designer. Um, and then like a, a Lola coach. I think she was the second one. Photographer. Lola coach. Lola, coach. Cool name. <laughs> Lola pause coach <laughs> was what I was saying <laughs> Um, but yeah, I kind of had a few different people mm-hmm. and it gave me a wide audience to, to talk to. Yeah. And that, I guess, motivated me to carry on trying to help different areas of, of people with yeah. these chats with, um, yeah. with guests. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I compare my podcast to like when I used to try and write a blog or any other type of content I was making, it is just the most exciting and joyful content. Because when you're when you're excited about making it and when you're interested in the conversations you're having whether that's you know you sat on your own or you talking to someone else it just changes the way that you see it and it almost isn't as much as it's work feels like a really joyful thing to do and something you're excited about and then I think the listeners can tell when it's something that feels like a good fit for you mm. rather than just you know I'm doing this for the purpose of marketing even though that's probably the purpose behind you know it's it's why you would be yourself online yeah. but it's nice alongside that to really enjoy it 
Yeah, definitely. And another thing, I would not still be doing it now if I didn't enjoy it. I'm, mm. I'm not good at um, carrying on with things that take up a lot of time and don't really give me anything back. Yeah. Um, it did just kind of, it started as a hobby, you know, I never thought it was going to make me money or mm. um, anything like that. I didn't think it would be part of my business. I just wanted another area to work on and I, mm. I was really interested in the technical side of it, you know, the audio editing and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it became something that I loved doing and it mm. became something that helped me meet other people who were doing things that were similar to me as well, which I hadn't really before then. Um, and it was kind of positive all around. Like there was the people I loved yeah. talking to. I loved working on it, loved doing the audio. I loved talking to people who had listened to it and were mm. taking on advice from the episodes. Um, so it really became kind of more of a community for the podcast than yeah. I'd had with my business before. Yeah, I think podcasts are a really, like, magical thing. Like, mm-hmm. when you find the right fit for you and an audience is kind of going off the back of that, there's something really special that you just don't really see, or at least I never experienced with writing a blog mm-hmm. or even, like, you know, sharing on Instagram. There's something about a podcast that just feels like it's its own little tribe of people and everyone's kind of on the same page yeah definitely I think it's because you you do get the interaction as well so mm. um we I mean I'm terrible at writing blog posts anyway I'm terrible at posting on Instagram you know I do these things because sometimes because I feel like I have to and it's not mm. always the way to to get things done um but with the podcast I kind of have to put the work into it and yeah. it's not because I feel like it's something that's gonna help my business it's just because it's something I love doing so it becomes more of a hobby like I say than a business task which also (laughs) it benefits our businesses and benefits us which we'll kind of touch on in a bit but you kind of mentioned in there about the tech side of it and I don't know about you well actually I do know about you because when I started my podcast I sent you an email and said how do I start a podcast because (laughs) I you know now kind of being on the other side of it I get it because when you have no clue what that world looks like of even you know how do you get podcasts on iTunes? How do you even edit an episode? It feels like a really big task. And I think for a lot of people, I notice that the technical side is what puts them off. Or maybe perhaps just the excuse they use because they're a bit scared yeah, of yeah. doing it. But tell me a bit more about what that was like from your end because I know that we've been backwards in like the behind the scenes tech stuff and there's so many different ways that you can do it. So mm. what does kind of the behind the scenes of your podcast look like? Yeah, so... Um... I'm trying to think when I when I decided to do it, I straight away just started reading into how other people did things. Yeah. Um, and what I found really quickly is that everyone does things differently. Um, <laughs> There's just no cookie cutter. No, no, it's not like um, oh, I'll start a blog. Oh, do you want to use Squarespace or WordPress? It's yeah. not like that. Like, there's lots of different like areas that you can change things, mm. equipment, editing software. You know, everything that people do is completely different. And so I kind of had to quickly just decide on something that I thought would work for me. Luckily it did, otherwise I would have had to do a lot more experimenting. Yeah. Um, but I knew I was doing the interviews in person, so I bought myself a microphone, which is exactly the same as the one we're using right now. <laughs> I think there's like two generic mics that everyone uses, which is either the one that we use, which I think is a slightly more expensive one, Yeah. which is the ice, I'll link it on the show notes, but then there's the Snowball one, yeah. which I think is like £50, mm-hmm. which is obviously quite a good like if you're not quite sure, dip your toe in it. I think it's actually probably less expensive than people think it is to set up a podcast. You don't need the most fancy audio stuff. No, not at all. And so this is what I can only say 
from my perspective of what I did. So I bought mm-hmm. the microphone, I downloaded a free um, editing software, which was Audacity, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think it was recommended by Emma Gannon at the time. So this was obviously a year and a half ago. Um, microphone, editing software. Hosting? Hosting I did with Squarespace because okay. that's what I used for all my websites already yeah. and I knew I could make it look pretty, which obviously isn't the point. Um, <laughs> so for, for context for people hosting is actually the way that you get your podcast onto these third-party platforms. Mm-hmm. So you basically need a thing called an R... Is it RRS or RSS? RSS. You need an feed, RSS yeah. feed, which you can either build yourself or do through your web kind of developer, or you can pay hosting platforms like Libsyn or Acast or things like that. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of the ones that do the technical stuff, which is quite nice, actually. You don't... It's all quite user-friendly, isn't it? That side of things. Yeah, and I do... I, I think maybe with Squarespace, I chose a more technical approach because there was a mm-hmm. bit more manual work to that. So there are actually some ways you can set up... Say you're on WordPress, you can just set it up. So if you post a blog post that has a sound... Um, like a soundbite in it, yeah. it will post that as a, a podcast episode. Oh, that's so good. Um, and obviously, like you say, there's the other yeah. SoundCloud. You can just post it onto there and it'll yeah. do it for you. Um, the but, funny thing is there's so many options in podcasting but not every option gives the same result mm. so it's that kind of thing of like figure it out because like hosting on your website is probably like initial investment in terms of time and effort but yeah. obviously it's your expertise so it's probably easier for you but yeah. then like you say it's almost a bit more automated and that's easier or you can be on and you kind of have to look into like does this support all the different platforms I want to be in mm-hmm. how much does it cost like is there an expense it's, there's a lot of options yeah definitely and Squarespace is not um, expense friendly it's one of oh, the really? more because you have to pay for obviously the website and a domain Yeah. if it comes with that and I think things like SoundCloud or some of the more like independent hosting platforms are a bit friendlier on the, the wallet <laughs> um, but yeah this is what I did and it's funny because I have continued to do exactly the same thing yeah. since and I think it's just because that's what I got used to mm. and then I just carried on doing it that way yeah um and like you say with the technical bits as a bit of a like coding and tech <laughs> dweeb I decided to do something that was a bit more technical and enjoyed working out that way but mm. I'd know other people who have done things that are a lot more user-friendly yeah um and there are, like you said, there's so many options for people who are getting into it mm. to not have to worry about the tech side as much. Yeah, and I think I thought, you know, my first couple of episodes, it took me hours mm-hmm. because there's, you know, there is that, there's quite a lot involved and it's a completely foreign process if you've never yeah. been in kind of audio editing and podcasting before, but now it's almost just like, like I know the back of my hand. Like mm-hmm. you just, you've, you've got your audio, you know which buttons to press, you know what to fill in, it just feels really natural. Mm-hmm. And it is that kind of thing that when you start out, I was definitely like, I'm never going to pick this up. This is never going to be, like, easy. And then, you know, once you've done it enough times, it just comes out of you and you're like, okay, I know a lot about podcasts. Exactly, yeah. And it's things like the editing that you pick up, but you can make that easier for yourself by doing different things for the interviews. You know, if you... Yeah. There's, like, a little trick that um, people... I've seen people use where if you've made a mistake in the recording, mm-hmm. if you clap... Yeah, next to the you microphone can you peak. can see where yeah. you've made the mistakes and you can just go in and change them mm. and or even like having one take wonders like 90% of my episodes now are just the whole way through because then yeah. I just never have to listen to it back <laughs> and I'm like cool that's completely good to go yeah yeah exactly um, you can set yourself up so you now do yours 
primarily via Skype, do you? Or are you still in person with your recordings? Yeah, so the first, like I said, the first sort of, I've done it in like seasons, first season I did in person. And then uh, from there, so I, I also started the podcast at a time which wasn't as busy for my business. So okay. I had the time to go and speak to people sure. and do the interviews in person. Whereas by the time I was getting around to doing a second season, things were mm. picking up, I had a lot more work to do. Um, and so I decided to switch to switch <laughs> over to Skype, uh, which I was really, really nervous about, I have to be honest, because okay. I was scared about the things like connection. Mm-hmm. You have to rely on other people's internet as well yeah. as your own. Their microphone. <laughs> their microphone. Them not like moving around in their chair and stuff, which is, I'm sure, what I'm doing now. <laughs> um, and you have much less control over... Mm things in general um your own internet you know you can't control it yeah so it was something I thought if it doesn't work I'll just have to have a bit more of a break and go back to doing the interviews Mm. but it it worked fine for me I use a tool called call recorder yeah me too on top of skype which either automatically or you can just click record on on the call itself I think it's like 20 pounds for that software and then you've got it for life yeah it's like a one-off thing yeah um Again, it is money that goes into the podcast itself. There are other things like Zencaster mm-hmm. people use, uh, Zoom, which we unsuccessfully tried yeah. before. I mean, that's the thing. I definitely... We were opposite, so I started with all on Skype. I think mainly because I just knew that I didn't... I didn't really know how to record something in person. I think I assumed that I needed this big, like, radio-looking setup. But there are real benefits to Skype in that obviously you can fit it in with your schedule and it only takes however long that recording is. But also sometimes the audio is actually better. Mm-hmm. I think people don't always realise that. Like I think we're the same. When we record via Skype, which I only ever do now for other people's podcasts, I don't use my special mic. Like Apple like iPhone headphones are actually better. Mm-hmm. They're fine. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, that's funny because it was something I was going to mention before when I was talking about like tech equipment and setting mm-hmm. up. Yes, I did buy a fancy microphone in the mm. beginning and I used that for all my in-person interviews, but now I literally just use headphones yeah. and I even, I, I think I do that for my intros as well, you know, I mm. haven't got my microphone out for like, oh, I don't know, months and months. Oh wow. Um, and I always say that I get people getting in touch and saying, I'd love to start a podcast how you know what do I need Mm. you don't really need anything as long as you've got something to talk about and you've got headphones and a laptop yeah you can start a podcast just from that yeah and I think I would I always say to anyone when they message me about one like just start because Mm. I think if I'd started once I had an idea that I loved I don't think I ever would have landed on what the podcast is now without trying and without just seeing where it goes and as much as like you know listening to early episodes makes me majorly cringe it was almost learning by trial and error. And I'm, you know, because there was no listeners at that point, I had freedom and I had space to grow and figure out what I wanted. And then it kind of grows with you and you figure out where your flow is. But mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where there's not, one of the things I love about podcasting is it's not huge production value and it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And actually the difference between the way that we record and maybe how like, you know, the big, big podcasters record, there's a minuscule difference in the quality, which really you can't notice unless you're really listening for it. And also it's, people listen for the content, as long as it's not fuzzy all the way throughout, or Mm. things are cutting out every few seconds, Um, yes, the quality is important, but it's not crucial, people aren't going to stop listening, like I say, unless it's like really bad, which Mm. not really any of them are, 
Uh, it's not going to affect the people that are listening. People are listening to hear what you've got to say. People are listening yeah. to hear what your guests have got to say. They're not listening for, like, perfect, yeah. like, noise reduction and yeah. things like that. Um, and actually, there are some amazing podcasts that have brilliant production value mm. that really need that to, to run and, you know, it really works for that podcast. Yeah. But if you're just chatting to someone about business or, yeah. you know, whatever, you don't really need that extra production value. Mm. It's kind of just the chat and what you're talking about that's important so yeah I think people put a lot of value on things that you don't actually have to worry about that much yeah and it almost yeah acts as a roadblock to just risking it and doing yeah. that thing I don't know about you this is I just made me think of that when you mentioned kind of audio the only audio thing I ever noticed with people's podcasts is the volume mm-hmm. I listen back to my old episodes even and a lot of the time we listen to people's episodes now and I think I particularly notice it from kind of in my car I'm like full volume on everything and I just can't hear enough. Like it's not loud enough. So I like, if it's such a nerdy, like random thing to say, but even if people are like starting out a podcast, like upload it to iTunes and just check that on a phone volume, you can hear it. Cause actually it's really different. The volume that your laptop will make it be to when it's on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah. And I had a couple of people be like, I literally can't hear that episode. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've had the same feedback before. And really? I think it was, it was more when I was using like the microphone at the beginning because when you're doing Skype, obviously if you've got like headphones, it's like right next to your, yeah, your mouth. It kind of equalizes it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, with the microphone, it is a bit trickier to edit. I think that's another point you have to make is that it is a lot easier to edit if you've done it through headphones. Yeah, it and also is. Skype is kind of good to know. When you record via Skype, you get two separate audios. Mm-hmm. So like the way we're recording in person right now, this is one audio. Mm-hmm. So if I want to edit out my squeaky chair just then, <laughs> whilst you're talking, I can't do that because it's mashed together. Yeah. So it actually is simpler, I think, in a lot of ways doing them via Skype. I've actually got a really good example of that, which is um, my one of the latest episodes I did, I was doing it over Skype, and because mm. I have well like these huge headphones um and I couldn't really hear what was going on in the background I was just listening to the interview and then realized after a few minutes that my dog had been upstairs just continuously barking for a few minutes and I was saying like oh sorry like could you hear my dog barking and the guest was like oh yeah sorry I didn't want to say anything oh, um, but then you didn't waste that because you could just cut it out yeah like when I was listening back my idiot dog was on my like audio yeah. but you couldn't hear it on yeah. my guest so I could just snip it out it was just while she was talking I wasn't saying anything really easy to do yeah um so yeah it is maybe a bit easier for like yeah, beginner editing out. yeah yeah and also it's less it's in a way less kind of high pressure because mm. there's Obviously, it's worth noting, although I'm saying, like, yeah, it's so much easier to record via Skype. Like, all my episodes now done, I think maybe, like, one out of the 20 that I'm recording at the moment is not... And that's because they're not in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's probably worth noting, like, there are ways that you can make it easier. So my position, the day we're recording this is day... I don't know, day 10, I think, of travelling the UK <laughs> to record two episodes a day. Because I was like, I know it takes so much more time. And it's also cost me money to record episodes I was like I need to do it in the most efficient way thankfully everyone was free in the right times I kind of booked in this UK tour and made that happen um so there are ways to make in-person recording a bit more realistic and easier but my suggestion for anyone starting out particularly if you don't quite have the audience there and you don't need it to be kind of it's not relying that much on like the quality of the I don't know what I'm saying there but basically starting out I think it's easier to (laughs) 
to do it digitally because you give yourself a bit more flexibility. Yeah, definitely. And also you have to keep in mind that with any business investment, as Mm. soon as you make that investment, that kind of immediately puts pressure on you to make the most of it. And so if you're putting... So say a microphone's like £100. You put yeah. £100 into your microphone. You're then paying for... 20 quid for your recording yeah, software. Yeah, any software, whatever else you use. Um, hosting, you're putting this money into it. Immediately, you kind of have to mm. put enough effort in, make it good enough to make that investment worth it. Yeah. So if, if instead you start just chatting to someone on Skype with your headphones, even um, to the call recorder, obviously you pay for, but you could use Zoom or you could use Zencaster, which I know you can get free versions of. And then it takes the pressure off and you can mm-hmm. actually see, is this going to work? Is this chat working? You know, are people going to listen to this? And you can think of that before you go in and make all the investments. Yeah. And almost I always say to people, I'm like, here's all the mistakes I made. <laughs> so you don't have to. Um, and I'm actually, I don't know if it'll be live when this goes out, but my best friend and I are in the process of put, starting a podcast um and it's quite nice to have already started one because almost one of the things that we're doing now is like putting together three pilot episodes testing them Mm -hmm. seeing what people think of them and then going from there and almost taking it that's probably my only regret is like not taking it a bit slower and being more more considered and just thinking you know I've, i've got the time let's think about whether this is really a good fit for me and you know if people like it because yeah. otherwise you're just sat talking to yourself which is a bit lame in yeah. some situations <laughs> but you touched on that kind of you know that investment you make and it is a financial investment if I probably probably every month my podcast just to run it cost me I think about 20 to 25 pounds mm-hmm. and then obviously you know traveling the UK for two weeks all about <laughs> driving hotels food whatever else is hundreds of pounds and obviously it doesn't need to be that much but obviously we are still doing it, so that investment must be worthwhile. Let's talk a bit about, for us, what the benefits have looked like of having our podcasts. Yeah, um, well, it's like you say, you would not still, I mentioned this before, you wouldn't still be doing it if it wasn't something that gave you yeah. some sort of value. There's no point in continuing something that you get absolutely mm. nothing out of. Which is worth noting, if anyone's listening and they host a podcast and they're like, oh, don't actually really enjoy it. Yeah, oh, I hate it's this. It's okay to stop. Yeah, just stop doing it, it's fine. <laughs> Um, just like anything else. Um, for me, the value has been more on like a personal level than a business level. Yeah. I have to admit, it was something that I started with thinking um, it could be like a good marketing tool or maybe mm. it could eventually make me money. Um, and I'll just admit that it doesn't. Like I do it completely mm. for free. I don't make any, I don't do any adverts. Yeah, I don't make any money for it. No, nothing like that. Um, Is that something you've considered? I'd be interested to know. Um, not really. I think it would be really easy to go down the route of just making it about money then. And I, d- I don't want that to be my mm. purpose for it. I would like to be talking to people who I really want to talk to. Yeah. I think the more you think, oh, I need to make money, you rush into doing things that you might not have done before. Yeah. And it's worth noting that when you work with a sponsor you're no longer just responsible for sharing your message mm-hmm. but you've got to make it in line with whatever they're sharing and yeah it's probably easy if you haven't already got a really established vision or message with it to kind of veer off a bit because you're bringing this other element into it yeah a hundred percent and again it adds more pressure mm-hmm. and personally don't want the extra pressure on my plate. Yeah. um but yeah I think that was what I had in mind and it's not worked out that way but I still do it and so I must still get the value from it and the value I get is talking to amazing people that I would never have had the courage to get in touch with and talk to before. Um, When I first started 
the podcast I went down to Brighton to do one of the interviews a couple of interviews actually and gosh that is a trek from here yes it is that's a trek for me and I'm four hours down from here so (laughs) I mean I was doing an event as well but I set up some um interviews whilst I was there nice would I have done that before absolutely not it was something that was totally out of my comfort zone and it really meant I could sit down with these people and connect with them in a way, make relationships that I just wouldn't have done before. Mm. Um, I mean, there's nothing stopping me getting in touch with people and saying, do you want to meet up for yeah. a chat? But would but I have it done it? Gives no. you a, it gives you a platform. And I'm really glad you touched on that because it was almost a bribe a byproduct that I didn't expect mm. I kind of thought you know oh this podcast is going to inspire people and rah, 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 but actually probably the biggest benefit has been personally which yeah. is almost why I think like it doesn't bother me when if episodes don't have you know hundreds of thousands mm. of listens because actually the way that it grows my community and you know to sit down with someone who you really admire ask them about you know their story and then gain a connection with them is so valuable not valuable in the sense that it gets you sales but valuable because it changes the way you feel about your business and brings joy a hundred percent and it is such a nice um experience also a couple of years ago the north so like manchester and surrounding areas Mm. have become a bit more like self-employed and like business focused but yeah there were no like events or anything like that for me to go to a couple of years ago and i didn't really end up meeting people in business because of Mm. that whereas now i've obviously met people and made friends and I have more connections and that's that's a real bonus for me I do just like chatting to people Mm. and I like having people who I can talk to about business as well yeah it's not always the case is it you know like your friends who have got like (laughs) just nine to five jobs or whatever you can't always sit and talk to them about business problems because they they don't give a flying for you my friends (laughs) exactly or they have like their own work problems that yeah personally I wouldn't have a clue Mm. (laughs) to talk to them about you know so um, yeah, so that's one thing. Another thing is, I guess, it adds to what I'm what I'm talking about on my podcast mm. is me offering advice that I've learned yeah. throughout my journey. I hate that word <laughs> in business. Um, Seasons of your business. My, yeah, God, <laughs> love all that. Um, and actually, through doing it, I have learned more in business and I can share that with other people Mm. the target of my podcast is um people who are starting out in business or wanting to take their business full-time and if I can share any advice that I've learned throughout with other people that to me brings a lot of value yeah um I do get people getting in touch with me saying oh you know I'd love to know how you started out doing this Mm. and now I have this whole series of things I can say you know listen to this episode there's a bit in there that would really help you out um and that's a really nice feeling you know I like that people this community of people that listen to it can get value from it as well Mm. yeah it's such a I think podcasts can be such a great way to grow your impact as well and almost just grow and I say this in a way that doesn't make it sound like there's always like this hidden motive but a great way to establish yourself Mm. in the industry Mm. Because because podcasts are kind of such an up-and-coming thing and everyone's listening to them, if you're intentional about picking guests that have an audience who is similar to yours, it's a really powerful way of growing your audience and also just growing kind of your name and people that know about you and getting yourself out there. Um, I definitely... It was probably one of the really fundamental factors in me getting more of a community was starting the podcast because Mm -hmm. it's such a great way to make those key relationships and not, you know, not key relationships with that hidden, you know... I'm here to grow my business but actually just people that you know when you know them 
it does something for your business and helps you in that sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can also provide people information. Um, not that everyone wants to learn about <laughs> me and my life, but you know, if I'm talking on Instagram, if I posted something on Instagram or I'm talking on stories for like, what is it, like 15 seconds yeah. a few times, people won't really get to know me as a, mm. a person or as a business owner. And in 30, 40 minute interviews, they can listen to that and get to know me a bit more. Yeah. Um, again, not that that's what everyone's like wrestling to be able to do, but I think it, it's a nice way to grow a community is to help people get to know you a bit better. Yeah, and I think I I do wrestle with that. The thought of like, like when I sit down to do a solo episode and I realise I've been talking for 40 minutes, there is something in me that's like, is this the most narcissistic thing I could be <laughs> doing right now? But I have to bring it back to the fact that for some reason, when I share an in-depth thing on you know, the behind the scenes of my business or my finances or the way that I organise my marketing, people have an interest. And it's almost like you have to shut out that thought of like, nobody's going to care, this is boring. And, you know, if people are finding value and interest in it, then that's that's the purpose in itself. Yeah, definitely. I think that's another reason why sometimes it, it must be tricky to monetize this kind of thing because yeah. um, it, I guess that gives you a purpose and a bit of pressure external to just trying to offer something of value Mm. um which is essentially everyone in business obviously the the big thing now is offering free content to you know get people on board with you and 101 of digital marketing it is get yourself out there i doing well (laughs) you are free content Um, it's relevant and engaging (laughs) exactly and this is a way of doing that but i think honestly we could talk about this for hours because there are so many Mm. benefits to running a podcast that are just yeah. different to some for your business you some for you personally yeah. some for the people that are on it it can mm-hmm. be an amazing like it's really nice to know that you've played a part in maybe expanding someone else's reach and growing mm-hmm. their business in some way aka podcast great yeah and everyone should start one yeah well, that's that let's if go. you feel like it's a good fit <laughs> um to finish us off is there anything like one thing you might have said it already um that you wish you knew when you started or that you would say to someone who's starting like here is one piece of advice I think it probably is something that I've said before and I think it's to just not focus or um, obsess over things like the quality Mm. and the equipment. I think your main focus starting out should be what am I going to talk about? Yeah. Who am I talking about it for? This is probably coming across my sort of branding um, (laughs) things that I talk about, which is basically who's your audience and why are you doing things? But I do think that's important with everything you do and if you don't have that in mind first and you just go in talking about anything, it is going to be difficult to carry on. And <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> just joking. You okay? <coughs> I was really trying to hold it in. I was like, you know when you swallow rum, you're We're like, nearly no. done. We're nearly done. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Okay, I'm like crying. Are you okay? Yeah, go for it. I'll probably keep that in. People can realise this is not a one take wonder anymore gosh yeah i'm so sorry no no don't apologize um yeah i think don't focus on on the quality first Mm. of all focus on the content itself and i think that will give you maybe a bit more joy in doing it and a bit more purpose yeah i think that's what i wish i knew at the beginning yeah i think that's a great piece of advice and then once you've got all of that just start just do it yeah just try Mm -hmm. you might feel like a bit of a knob the first time you sit down (laughs) to record yourself speaking but 
the more you do it, the more it feels really yeah. natural. And it's not the recording for me, it's the editing. You're going to sit down, you're going to listen yeah. to it to edit, and you'll think, my voice is horrendous. But and... are you now almost, like, desensitised to it? I, I don't hate my voice anymore, but I did at the start. Yeah, 100%. And I don't even notice. It. Because your voice is obviously different in your head to how it is mm. out loud. Um, yeah, and now I know how I sound. I get messages from people saying they like my accent. I Never had that, that before. Do you, do you ever find this is, like, my biggest weakness in life I mean that's a big statement wasn't it it's not my biggest <laughs> one of my weaknesses is that I pick up on other people's accents so I have to be especially this this set of recordings I've just done because usually I pick people like London South because it's close to me and now I'm like this is like foreign, foreign territory for me I find myself picking up on their accents and people must listen to it and be like oh my gosh she's such a weirdo like that's what is so she doing weird. Oh my god, what are you going to start saying now? After? I know, but you become so much more conscious of what you're like in conversations as well. It's a really weird thing to listen to yourself having a conversation. Yeah, I think also um, something I've heard from guests in the past is people have been really nervous to listen to things back, mm. and then as soon as they do, they think, oh my god, that sounded so much better yeah. than I thought it did. Yeah. And so just keep that in mind that you might feel like a bit of an idiot when mm. you're recording it, and maybe even like going through the edits and stuff, but... Yeah. Actually, when you listen to it back, maybe wait a week, listen to it back, yeah. it'll sound so much better than you thought you did at the beginning. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but the second I press finish on recording, my mind's instantly like, should have said this, should have asked <laughs> this, should have, could have, would have. But like you said, yeah. you listen back to it and you're almost like, oh yeah, that was a really good point. Like, yeah. well done me for that one. Exactly. It's kind of one of those things, isn't it, where you just got to kind of, I don't know, I had a really good point in my head to end off with, but it's just complete. Oh no, I was going to say... I feel like we can make a whole episode about guest episodes. Mm-hmm. It was something I was thinking about recently. Like, there's so much I've learned about how to reach out to people, how to host, like, conversations about how to prepare for it, how yeah. to, like... So maybe we'll, we'll do that at some point. Oh, yeah, On the second it. anniversary of the podcast, we'll yeah. just have you as a yearly feature. Every year, I'll be back. Amazing. <laughs> I do tend to always ask, just so, you know, people can find you after this in particular podcast. Where can people find more about you and listen to this elusive podcast you've been talking about yeah so obviously we've been talking about the podcast but I am also a branding and website designer and my website is oh yeah that's worth mentioning we yeah, haven't actually haven't... said the whole episode what you do uh, yeah that's cool I've done one before let's <laughs> yeah. to episode I'll one I'll mention it in the intro people will know don't worry <laughs> um, yeah so my website is gattoweb.com and you can find me at gattoweb on Instagram which is obviously best for me because it's all visual mm-hmm. um, but yeah my podcast is The Creative Leap and you guys listen to it thecreativeleappodcast.com or you know where you listen to podcasts love that such an online isn't it yeah find it wherever you listen wherever. to your podcast well Just thanks wherever. for joining me today thanks for talking all things podcasts no worries it's been nice to talk to you and yeah. i'm excited to hear all the people that off the back of this start podcasts yeah please and then please they have to invite us on yeah let alice know we'll, <laughs> we'll turn up to your house and do an episode Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in on that conversation. I know that I would have really benefited from hearing something so insightful and helpful when I was starting out. So if you are thinking of starting a podcast, I hope that you found it useful. I did just want to mention at the end here that Kat has something really exciting launching in her business right now. We didn't talk about it much in the episode, but she is such a talented designer who I personally adore working with and who just creates work and puts together brands which are so memorable and so beautiful. And she's just launched something 
something called Be Your Own Designer, which is a six week live class. It's all about mixing brand discovery and design classes to help you to pull together a fitting brand and basically empowering you with the tools that you need to create a brand which is made just for you. I'm so excited that Kat is not only now creating brands for people, but teaching you how to do it yourself. So if that's something that you're interested in, I honestly couldn't recommend her enough. She is such an expert in her field. Head over to the show notes, which are at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcasting, where you can find all the links for that and go and discover more about Kat and her podcast as well. And I just wanted to let you know as well, if you are thinking of starting a podcast, I've got a blog post, which is called the technical side of starting a podcast. And it basically takes you through all the steps you need to do from hosting to recording software to microphone options to how to get it onto iTunes and what a set of show notes is. And I've just updated it and made it as useful as possible. So if you are looking to start your own podcast and you don't know where to start, first of all, I feel you, that was me a year ago. But second of all, I've made something so that you don't have to make it up as you go along like I did. Head to those show notes at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcasting to find all the links and get all your helpful step-by-steps on starting your own show. But thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back next week with the 50th episode of this podcast and the final episode in the first year of starting the conversation. It feels crazy to say that. I will be doing a Q&A to mark this milestone and telling you a bit more about my story into business because I realize it's something that I've not shared on here before. So I'm so excited to share that with you and I'll be back next Monday.